Hello out there, my lords and ladies of House Podcast. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, let me explain there, friend. My name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show, and joining me as always is the man who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order, Elliot J. O'Neill. How you doing over there, buddy? I'm very excited. This is the second podcast to be recorded in the new SideQuest studio space. I know, and the first Thrones of Game. Yeah, it might mm-hmm. sound a little bit different in the back maybe a bit more echoey we are going to work on that but this is in the as of unyet named house uh whatever it may be uh that will be the new side quest studios uh, elliot's new abode very schmick i must say i'm impressed mm-hmm. little jealous but we'll, we'll dwell on that because we just watched season two episode seven entitled you win or you die elliot j o'neill what just happened uh, a bunch of people won and a bunch of people died or are going to die yeah this one's full of like intrigue and plot twists and mm. ah it's a pretty good one it's all in the in the, the makings though all the the careful setup that gets knocked over later no i was tempted to do the snoring bit but this episode doesn't warrant it it no. is like meets that criteria but the it intrigue. doesn't it's very intriguing and just so much nudity in this one. Oh dear god we'll get to that uh yeah for those of you playing at home this is the one where ned like go the uh, sorry, Rob Baratheon finally dies and Ned goes to expose Cersei's infidelity and bonking her own brother and her children being bastards and it all mm-hmm. goes horribly wrong and Littlefinger holds a knife to him and says, I did say you weren't supposed to trust me. <laughs> that whole thing. Uh, but yeah, what was your MVP of this episode? I really liked Eddard in this episode, man. He's yeah. just... Um... I mean, being played the whole time, but fucking hell, Scene Bean is a hell of an actor. He is. And again, uh, some disclosure on this one. We had to watch through Binge again, mm. who, again, don't change their file formats for regions, so everything is sped up a tiny bit. So everyone is a little bit squeaky-voiced. Uh, it didn't it felt... affect too much, but it did, like, sometimes lines didn't quite land with their gravity, as much gravity as they should have. Yeah, it was like certain actors, you could forget about it, yeah. but, like, especially that opening scene between Tywin and Jamie, they yeah, both Jamie sounded... Jamie sounded yeah. awful, and Tywin, I mean, Rob Charles dance of that Charles dance voice is yeah. criminal. But Jamie especially was like, oh, father, what can I do to help the family? <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. But yeah, other than that, it wasn't terribly noticeable. I'm the Kingslayer. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I also feel Sheen Bean wasn't quite getting uh, the, the gravitas his character should have. But that said, yeah, in just expression and action and, and yeah, everything else. Yeah. yeah. Really good performance. He was really stirring. Um, any particular part or just... just- the, the 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 rainbow that is Ned Stark. Rainbow? I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he got a lot to do in this episode and, like, being by Rob's side during uh, Rob dying as well. And I kind of like Rob in this episode. I'm looking yeah. forward to getting to know him a bit more. He seems a, a very self-aware character. Yeah, he did have a great moment of, like, I want you to take a letter. Okay, I, Robert Brathian, titles, titles, titles. <laughs> yeah. Hereby decree that Ned Stark, yada, yada, titles, titles, titles. <laughs> For having gone through so much episode of I'm Daenerys Targaryen Stormborn Windface yeah. and all the other 19 names I have, to have somebody just, like, fucking titles, whatever. Yeah, it's interesting that we're getting, like, a, uh, we know we drag on with titles too much on the seventh episode. <laughs> but for us backwards, it's the 67th episode. Yeah, well, I just... <laughs> I like how it, yeah, it displays how he feels about the, the pageantry of it all. Yeah, yeah. And I do quite like that. And uh, yeah, he is... And yeah, a- you'll hate it being king as much as I did. That's, yeah, very knowing. Yeah, exactly. Um, And yeah, I, I had a bit of an MVP for this one. I mean, he's just lying there. He's got his gooey wound going. Uh, and just, you know, has like a bit, he's trying to talk to Joffrey. He's like, oh, I've never meant to be a father, soz kid. Mm. But then says to Ed... Uh, Ned, 
I went for Ned and Eddard at the same time and I got Ed. <laughs> ah. That's a different guy. I know. Uh, and just says, uh, you know, need you to help my son and help him be better than me. So that kind of parental care is there, even if he himself doesn't have it. Yeah. He knows that it's important. And to do this, it's, it's enough of a... It gives you a lot of this character without giving you too much. I feel like, I don't know, maybe a subtle, not so subtle line of writing as well in that I was never meant to be a father. Mm. So, uh, you never was, Ted. Uh, yeah, yeah. I suppose he did raise him and everything. Yeah, because, I mean, earlier on, there's a scene between Ned and Seesaw where she's all just like, oh, you know, sometimes Robert stumbles in drunk and I just finish him off with a handy and it's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, but then... Yeah, I forgot about their interaction yeah, as well. I mean, that was very good. It's so early in the episode. It's basically, you know, Ned's all like... I know what's going on. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, you do, but what are you going to do about it? I don't know. Fuck off, maybe. Mm. Uh, and then even has some kind of real sorrowful moments where, you know, Eddard's all like, oh, have you always hated him? She's like, hated him. I worshipped him. When he when we yeah. were first married, I thought myself was the luckiest woman in all the world. I thought this bold, beautiful man was now my husband. And then he rolled on top of me and moaned Liana, which is... Uh, Ned's sister that he was meant to marry, but then uh. didn't. She's the one who died giving uh, when Jordan was born. Oh, right. Yeah, complicated stuff. It said, yeah, moaned some other woman's name, and she was a corpse in the ground, and I was a live woman in bed with him, and he loved her more. And it's like, ouch. Yeah. Feeling for Seesaw, even though, you know, she's awful. Mm-hmm. But still. Uh, yeah, I think, oh man, MVP is a bit tough on this one. I have a few other contenders. I do really like the scene with uh, Ned and Littlefinger. Yeah, again, I think Baelish was really undercut by the fucking binge here. Yeah, yeah, it's his voice is so a little bit goofy and up there, and it's yeah. And he like, and especially as a guy who I never thought at all throughout the series nailed the voice of the character that he was going for. Yeah. Like, I feel like he nailed the actions, but I never thought he quite pinned down the what exact he's voice. To have. No, I agree, but this scene is really good because he's. You know, comes in, he's basically like, okay, so Rob's going to die soon and we can do this and this and then you'll gain mm. power and you want me to help you out, right? And he's like, no, that's not what I want. He's like, that should be what you want. What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> and then just, but has the whole point of, you know, Ned tries to spell it out subtly and he's like, I know what you want. Cersei's going to say Joffrey's king and you're going to say, no, he can't be. It should be Stannis. And the gold cloaks, the town guards are going to back who are they going to back? They've got two different lords here. They're going to back the Master of Coin, which is Littlefinger, who pays them. So mm. if you have my support, you have their support, and therefore you win. And it's a great, just it plays out, and it's like, oh, okay, he gets it. And how Littlefinger picks up what he wants, and how it's all meant to play out, really works to then how it does play out. And it's just a good scene of laying together all these political schemes, but doing it in a way that's that's engaging and interesting and feels like there's real stakes and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, poor Ned just getting punished for having integrity for the whole thing. It's, yep. uh, yeah. I don't know. Early on in the show, like uh, the actual show, not this show, <laughs> I, pro- I had the idea of Apathy of Thrones where how far could everyone get if they just didn't give a shit? Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh no, Joffrey isn't really Robert's son. Fuck, whatever. <laughs> and everyone lives and goes back and plays with their big dogs mm-hmm. which aren't too big in this season which i like yeah they're still growing puppies uh yeah no that was an easy potential mvp for me as well um there's a lot of good like individual performances and we don't bounce around too much either we do a little bit but not so much that it gets distracting yeah uh well then we'll move on to how let's see how this echoes nudity not too much like a little bit but yeah there's not much of a decay there no, no, it's, it's not too bad. Yeah, we just get, like, the longest sex scene that I think's in the entire series, uh, which is Roz and that other, uh, I was going to say 
wench. That doesn't feel right. <laughs> Sex worker. <laughs> that, that feels too far in the other direction. Where's a mid-ground? <laughs> It's still a f- whatever. <laughs> Roz and that other sex worker in Littlefinger's establishment, and he's like directing. He's like, "No, no, you're meant to look. They know they've come here. They know they've paid for you. You need to be good enough so they forget what they know." And it's like, mm. "Oh, it's a good way to put it." And also just, and basically then goes into a bunch of explanation that's also a metaphor for his life. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just a really good scene. And yeah, a lot of nudity. All like not just nudity, but like graphic implications oh, yeah. of like what the, how these women of are where performing. Hands in. Are. Yeah, and just a real uncomfortable moment for my girlfriend to be walking <laughs> down the hallway. It's like, I'm going to bed soon. Uh, like, you, we swear stop on. <laughs> you boys have fun. <laughs> of <laughs> all scenes to walk in on. No, look, there's a fancy English guy talking about his plans for life and everything. It, 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 trust me, it's Game of Thrones. Ah, <laughs> uh, fantastic. Is, this is prestige television. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's it. I do really like that everything he's saying is like, oh, you sound ridiculous. Roz then repeats later when she's uh, a part of his establishment more. So it's like, mm. ah, that's where she learned it. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's yeah, good no. at what he does yep uh, let's see and yeah I can't remember what the line is but it's something like oh what you don't know isn't good for you and he says no what you don't know usually is what gets you killed yeah exactly. I can't remember what his lead up it was a good little bit and uh, you know he just has a line of I'm never going to win at their game of strength and fighting I need to win at my game of fucking yeah exactly. metaphorically and literally i do like that though like you feel like they're into a groove with the whole oh and when i was a little boy and hot and hot and wistful memories and play with her ass and all more <laughs> wistful memory it's just comes it's, out of nowhere i know it comes out it's gonna be that yeah i guess he's balancing the the nuts and bolts of his uh business with his look you know youthful whisperings or whatever yeah. it's it is weird that he's just going on this monologue about with her and it's like she is talking in metaphor about, oh, I know you have a thing for Catelyn Stark, and he's mm. all like, you know, yeah, I totes do. But uh, it does go off a little weird. Saving um, himself. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And then there's a bit where she's like, oh, what do you want, my lord? And he's like, oh, everything. And I can't remember why I specifically lined that out. I think it's because it sounded... I think that was because of a really poorly acted line. Yeah. Like the oh, rest of the monologue... everything, my Yeah, the dear. rest of the monologue was really good, and then he gets to, oh, everything's like, oh everything yeah what uh, what What the fuck happened to your acting all of a sudden yeah i feel like he read that as it was written not like performed a a a natural o yeah oh everything i don't know yeah it's like i can't act uh, what's my line here everything i have to do it all again no just the word everything oh everything yeah so that'll do it what (laughs) i wasn't ready (laughs) yeah i don't know uh, let's see. Other nudity. Um, there's a bit of man, man, man cock. Yeah. When, uh, but this is again more torture nudity. This isn't fun. This is a guy who tries to poison Daenerys, who's going to get marched behind the uh Kali seat, the Carl's horses, until he can't walk no more, and then he'll just be dragged till he dies. Yeah. Yes. So that, there's uh, a punishment. Yeah, that's a uh, nudity and implied violence altogether. But let's just skip straight over to violence. Yep. Uh, uh, dragging behind a horse. That's about it. Yeah, I don't think it was. <laughs> He's, uh, he attempts to poison her, but that's, again, implied violence of what might happen. It's a bit of a weird directed scene. There's a lot of close-ups, mm, and it's just a little too much. Yeah. It's, it's, look how serious everyone's face is. Look how serious this face is. What about this face? And it just... Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just too much. I got vibes. Did you ever see the Family Guy parody of uh, Return of the Jedi? I think it was called Mm. It's a Trap, where they do make fun of that scene and then it's just everybody constantly blinking and staring at each other and stuff. Yeah, yeah, over the uh, sand pit where they're just looking and nodding. Yeah. Look, nod, look. Eventually cuts (laughs) to that scene of Caddyshack. Well, we're waiting. And it's Mm -hmm. like... 
it's not good when you get vibes of a parody of something like yeah yeah but i mean that said the rest of the scene works out pretty well i like his whole performance of oh my god it's i need to get you this special wine and it does seem fairly innocent until a certain point where jorah rocks up and is like how about you uh, open that and take a drink? And he's like, <laughs> me? No, I'm just a lonely merchant. I could... Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought it was just they wrung that cloth out way yeah, too much. Like, boy, I agree. It's it's It all works just fine, but it's just too many close-ups, too many bites of looking at someone, then looking at someone else. And yeah. Then... No, for a show that, like, in what I really like about it is that it doesn't... I think the audience is stupid. Mm. Like, this scene really hammered like, at home. Yeah, it's like, do you get it? There's yeah. suspense. It might be poison. <laughs> yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but uh, while we're in violence, other violence. Violence. It's sort of violence where Tywin's uh, skinning and cleaning a deer uh, while talking to uh, pitched up Jamie. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, is symbolism because the. Uh, the symbol of House Baratheon, which Robert is a part of, is the stag, and he's cutting up a stag. Yeah, really yes. didn't know why Tywin is doing, like, saying, why does the wolf care about the comments of the sheep when he's kind of doing sheep work right now? I guess it's to prove he can, but apparently Charles Dance actually learned how to do that for this scene. Really? So, yeah. I did wonder, like, what he has there. Like, surely it isn't an actual deer carcass, but... I mean, presumably not. They just got a really, really realistic model with guts. Yeah, but like, is it going to be like one of those internet videos where they shove a knife in it and it's actually a mud cake? <laughs> it better be. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they have to, it can't be real because they have to reset for scene and do it again yeah. and again and again and again and again. Yeah. Um, and, and unless there was, you know, a conservation effort on getting the deer numbers in that area down, and I mean, it, maybe. it just so happened, and Charles Dance says, oh, you know, I've already done it ten times today, prepared for this wall, I'll do it ten times more. Now, who wants venison? <laughs> uh, yeah, but, I mean, he's got a line there where he's back and forthing with Jamie, and it was a good scene, despite Jamie's squirrel of us, and there's a bit where Jamie's all like, oh, I could care less what people says, and he's like, that's caring. Mm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, that's good. Not giving a fuck is caring what they care. Yep, that's it. Um, yeah, I didn't have much to say about this scene. It's just that no. I think I was actually, unfortunately, more focused on Charles Dance, you know, cutting away at this deer skin. Yeah, no, it's it's captivating visual to have him just really digging in there. And then yeah. it's a cake all along, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the only point he really makes is that, um, you know, as long as Tyrion is captive without impunity, the more our house falls in its power, yada, yada, mm. which is his whole point. It's always his whole deal. And then he's all like, one day I'll be dead and you'll be dead and Cersei will be dead and her children will all be dead. And it's like, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. That happens. We watch it all. <laughs> yeah, the only one we see alive at the end is Tyrion. Yeah, true. Oh, and that's actually something that did stand out for me is that this is probably the first time I've seen those two in the room together. Yeah, I'm trying to think of... We don't see Jim Jam and Tywin often. I know we do way later when Jim Jam offers to stop being a member of the King's Guard and, and father children and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that's mostly it. They don't really have a lot of solo scenes, which is a shame because they have like power player of actors. It's a good dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did also want to give a shout out to the one who knocks on Twitter, who did send me a clip of a deleted scene mm. of uh, Maester Pycelle and Tywin Lannister, apparently from season three, where we were talking about how it's weird that Pycelle seems to be uh, pretending to be a doddering old fool when he's actually much more with it. And there's this basically a scene where Tywin is out fishing, being very manly once again in his Charles Dance kind of way. 
Yeah. Uh, and basically, Pycelle walks up to him and, and uh, Tywin's like, look, I know what you're doing, dude. Just, I can't figure out why, though. What the hell is the deal? And he's like, <laughs> oh, you know, people who want too much and get too big get cut down and I don't want to be cut down, so I pretend to be an idiot that no one cares about. And he's like, huh. all right, fair. Well, bye. <laughs> I guess that's why they didn't include it then, if that's what, they, like, as I haven't seen the scene yeah. yet. But, like... If that scene sounds like it doesn't go anywhere either. Like, Well, I mean, given that if that was the last scene of this secret, that was it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but why? So yeah, I can see why they would have cut it. And it's not the office where the deleted scenes are still canon. Yeah. Because he does seem to be genuine. Unless he was pretending to be like a doddering old fool the entire time. And then like the Alzheimer's started to kick in and he became a doddering old yeah, right. Would have been ironic, but um, oh well. Uh, it, just, it just wasn't important enough to be part of the show, I guess. Yeah, I mean, because that's it. You don't have a scene where he's going to be uh, uh, betraying someone and using information against them or anything like yeah. that. And if the play is just that... Oh, I, I don't want... <laughs> it's like, the what is it? The heat, Pete Hornberger theory. You know, you rise to the level of your incompetence. So mm-hmm. if you stay a bit more incompetent than you actually are, you won't uh, yep. get a job that you're unqualified for. Yeah, it's a good plan. I mean, and yeah, I think that's the thing. He was never going to jump out and do a little finger of, aha, I have yeah. the advantage now because I want it all. He's just like, I just want to keep living. And uh, everyone, please stop paying attention to me. No, that's it. He has a steady job in the royal family and he keeps getting prostitutes. I don't think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he lives to the end. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? Good plan, I guess. It yeah, worked. Totally. And the only man who knew the truth ended up dying. So, uh, hmm. yeah, good plan. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. One who knocks on Twitter. We love you. <laughs> that's small beans. We uh, need our own bet. <laughs> um, cock. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> Uh, the other moment of violence was, yeah, right at the end of the episode. Mm, yeah, when basically they all march into the throne room and it's like, ah, uh, King Joffrey is going to take people swearing to him and Ned's all like, I have a letter. Would you read the letter, please? Get a witness, you dipshits. <laughs> yeah, that kind of bugs me in this one because even Robert, when he gives him the letter, says, now don't show that to anyone until I die, after I die. It's like, why? Yeah. Why not just bring everyone and tell them what, what's the harm? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's It's weird. I don't get it. Um... Oh yeah, that doesn't work out, and then Cersei just goes, oh, you have a letter, oh, that's nice, oh, I ripped it up, now you don't have a letter anymore. Sucks. Actually, I kind of wish Baelish was in there as a witness, and then that would have led more to his betrayal at the end. Like, I guess he would have had to sign it as a witness, which, I don't know. Yeah, well, he pretty much did say, like, he knows everything that Ned knows. Yeah. Um, So, Ned knows, kind of hard to say, Ned knows. (laughs) Um, oh, speaking of nose, who's this guy in Eastwatch with a weird nose? I want to see the nose. <laughs> I do like this bit where they're all getting their assignments. They're all squires. Like, you'll be going to this guy. And you'll be going to this guy. And you go to this guy. Do not mention his nose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm blinded. I saw that thing. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, even then, sometimes when people say something, it's like, like, I wasn't going to until you mentioned it. Now it's all I can think about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like uh, way back in music school. I might cut this. I'm just going to. <laughs> way back in music school we were doing an ensemble and like it was a group the one we had with a group of like three singers oh yeah and like uh i showed up early for rehearsal one day and i was like oh when's i think her name was aj comes in and she's like oh she'll be in here in 10 minutes and don't dare call her mama a and i'm like that literally <laughs> would have never occurred to me to do that why would you say that <laughs> now it's all i can think about mama a i know it's like Never would have crossed my mind to make that. The, see, her, her name's already just AJ. That's very simple. Yeah. At most, I might have gone to A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very weird. I still remember it like a decade later of just being like, I, 
cool, I wasn't gonna. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get on with our hustle. Yeah, just, it's, uh, Amy's gonna be here in a second, and whatever you do, just never, ever call her Benelope. <laughs> I know, pretty much. Like, cool, but why? But also, what? <laughs> Yeah, so it was. It might have been that situation of just you know. Well, now it's all I can think of. It's like a completely normal nose. Mm. Did he change it? We can't do that. We don't have <laughs> rhinoplasties. I all I want to do is ask now. Am I talking to the right guy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, weird shit. Yeah, but again, this was kind of a good bit of um, you know, John becomes a squire and he's all pissed off. I'm gonna be a ranger. Yeah. And uh, Sam's like, no, don't you get it, you idiot? They're making you like grooming you to command and like if you're a squire you're going to be in part of all the meetings and see all the strategies and stuff it's a good thing you idiot yeah and we get a really bleak story about the the pop singer who yeah yeah, got sent to the night's watch and told not to fuck anymore yeah pip who's all like uh who again i like this point of reference because in a previous slash later episode not confusing at all uh, we have someone, I think it's Sam, says, oh, Pip's a great singer. Wait, uh, yeah, Gilly asks him to sing a lullaby. Oh. And he says, oh, I can't really sing Pip back at the at Castle Black. He's a great singer. And now this is Pip. And he's like, sing us a song, Pip. He's like, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> but yeah, he's got the sad story of, you know, uh, a lord in command or something, put his hand on his leg and said he wanted to see his cock. And he's like, no. Yeah. And then now he was, he's here. Now he's here. And then Sam's like, oh, I thought you were arrested for stealing a wheel of cheese for your starving sister. And I thought for a second it was going to be like a, a joker thing of how did I get these scars? Yeah. Always changing the story. And he just goes, Oh, yeah. How many people am I going to tell that a lord tried to touch my dick before I get killed? And he's like, Yeah. Yeah, fair. Mm. <laughs> so he just has the cheese story as cover. It's, it's a good little, it tells you a lot with only a little bit of dialogue. And it's really good. Mm. No, quite enjoyed that. Uh, uh, and also when Maester Old Guy's like, Sam, you'll be joining me in the library. I want him to be like, fuck yeah, books. <laughs> Ooh, libraries. I've read about them in books. Yeah, because even at the beginning of this whole bit, you get, you know, John's up on top of the wall with Sam and Sam's all like, do you miss girls? Yeah. I miss girls. I never really spoke to them, but I read about them in a book. <laughs> but he doesn't. He's like, oh, just looking at them and things. Yeah, he probably did, but they again they could deleted scene. <laughs> let let us know one who knocks on Twitter. Is there a deleted scene where every line of dialogue of Sam's ends yeah. in I read it in a book? <laughs> sure. Let us know. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. We moved on. To, uh, do we have much more to say about the violence at the end? It's it was very quick. It's very quick. It's all very you know shocking revelation because I do like how. Everything in this scene is built more to be a political intrigue kind of thing. Mm. And it's meant to be basically the two sides standing off against each other rather than the idea that Ned's going to get portrayed and thrown into a cell. And I like that this was a genuinely shocking moment of, you know, he thinks the gold cloaks are on their side, but then all of a sudden they turn and stab all the Stark troops. Mm. And it's like, oh, wait, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely did a great misdirect of making you think it's going to be about, you know, because again, he's had that first scene with seesaw he says i know what the deal is i'm gonna tell robert when he gets back from hunting but then robert gets hurt when hunting and then there's a bit where it's like oh interesting how did he get this wine it's like oh you know his squire gave it to him his lannister squire Mm. oh and varus varus as always has the great line of like oh well good of his squire to make sure the king was well refreshed it's like as if to say oh i think there's something up there you yeah. think there's something up there, Eddard Stark? Because I think there's something up. <laughs> Varys just, oh man, the things between the lines, you know, he's just shouting them, but just 
delivering it in that quiet, various way. It's like I said, not I merely said he was refreshed. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be refreshed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I do. I like that a lot. It's yeah. It's exactly like so. He gets called out, and he's like, "What? I just said refreshed." <laughs> it's like you didn't say refreshed. You said refreshed <laughs> in that very Varus kind of, oh you sneaky Varus I love you and you put the comma before re- refreshed mm-hmm. and I'm struggling all night trying to figure out the answer you were saying I can't remember how that song goes <laughs> it's been a while since I've listened to Hamilton <laughs> I know the bit don't worry anyway mm-hmm. uh, yeah so that's all our nudity and violence this might shoot through some que- uh, questions through, through <laughs> some notes here we've done a good job uh, there's a good uh, bit of well a, a weird bit of uh, Theon and yeah. Usha who she's all just working away, and he's all like, "Oh, aren't you just working away? That I'm like, you know, you could be my lady." And she's got a good bit of like, he's all, he's all, you have to call me my lord. And he's like, "Well, what slap me?" He's like, "It means because <laughs> my father's a lord." He's like, "So you're not a lord?" It's like, "No, I mean, I app, no, I will be when he dies. So you're not a lord now, but you want me to call you a lord, even yeah. though it's like, what, what? Could you shut up?" He's like, "I just don't get it." It's like, yeah, fair. <laughs> no, Theon bigging up his importance and getting cut down has been oh, yeah. one of my great joys of these early seasons. <laughs> Absolutely. And then it really does lead into when he does sleep with Usha later. That oh, yeah. being his, oh, I'm claiming my prize kind of thing. And then she just takes advantage of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah. These early seasons, man, they lock together so beautifully. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, we'll get a little bit of uh, Maester Carl Barron in this moment as well. Yeah, just being a nice dude. Mm. And yeah, a little bit of a hint on the White Walkers. Yeah. They uh, weren't sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I like that, you know, these early hints don't really come from, from you know, wildlings and stuff. Yeah. The kind of somewhat unreliable narrators, but the people who would know. So yeah, mm. I'm curious what Usha's beginning is, because I don't remember how she comes into this series. No, nah, and she's, uh, how do I say, a bit more crazy cat lady in these early oh, yeah. scenes. Than... Yeah, a bit more the cure uh, yeah. in these ones. <laughs> Very t- directed by Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it works, for, especially for her madness. And I, the, the movement she makes from crazy mm. to the only adult in this room is, is crazy. It's got, again, all of the hair. As soon as it's swept back and neat. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and in that last scene, god damn, Cersei's hair was ridiculous. God damn, I'm yeah. so glad they started toning that down. Yeah, it's very like Princess Leia, all mm. fancy up top of her head and does have a neat little um, stag tiara thing going on. Yeah, but it's like, it's almost so far in the other direction of Dan Brady's hair yeah. of like, yeah, uh, the more uh, out of place and frayed it is, the, the less confident Dan is in that episode because it is so over-decorated yeah. and so intricate that it's like, okay, you're way too confident for this shit. There's yeah. got to be some insecurities beneath the surface. Seesaw is confident when her hair is like normal and yeah. just straightforward. But again, season one, they're obviously figuring it out. I imagine... Being on a show like Game of Thrones for a costume designer is just paradise because you yeah. get to be extravagant, extravagant sometimes. Oh yeah. Uh, whereas you know some shows are going to be, oh, you're an office worker. I guess you wear office clothes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, something like this, you get to just go hog wild. Yeah, but uh, it's always surprising because like I don't know if it's just because I'm more. F- uh, I it's what I saw of Lena Headey first with mm-hmm. the shorter hair haircut. But yeah, I thought she pulled that off way better than any of these long hair oh, styles. Yeah. She's more powerful the, the more neat her hair is. That includes being shaven. Yeah. Head shaven. There's a bit where, I don't know, again, she's talking with Rob, uh, not Rob, 
Ned Stark about, you know, stuff. Mm. And he's all like, oh, I'm sure we can come to a peaceful agreement. She's like, no, no, no. When you play the Game of Thrones, ah, you win or you die. Ah? <laughs> Fucking show title and episode title in the one. Like, I swear, if she probably planted a one and a seven in that sentence as well for the season <laughs> and episode. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, based on the book, A Song of Ice and Fire by George Martin. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. Gurr. Gurr. Gurr, Martin. Uh, but no, that was, that was a good bit. And again, as much as it is, oh, she said the thing, you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing meme. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's a nice part. Uh, there's a bit yep, where... If you're still a fan of cinema sins, roll credits. <laughs> Man, have you watched them lately, though? I've stopped, dropped off a long, long time ago. Man, they're like... Because I'd forgotten that I'd unsubscribed from them just kind of purely because, oh, I haven't really seen any of the movies they keep covering. Yeah. I don't want it in my YouTube feed. And they started doing TV sins. Mm-hmm. And man, and they don't even have the original guy doing the voice anymore. It's just someone else. And it's they're so petty and nitpicky. Yeah, that's kind of what I got turned off. It's just, I was like, you've taken that out of context just to make it negative. And even though the rest of it, is accurate it, that, those little bits bug me a lot yeah I, I don't know it just stops being fun like i yeah. more liked when that yeah. was sort of yeah when it was riffing on things rather than it just got mean at a certain point yeah so yeah hot takes on cinema sins <laughs> those are your sins cinema um yeah there's a bit with dan brady talking to carl drogo she's like it's not a chair it's a throne <laughs> we have no word for throne <laughs> we have no eyes sit on horses and yeah. i ride about on horses is it like an iron horse and then later oh Dora, you saved my khaleesi you get the best horse <laughs> <laughs> i do like that it ties into them as a culture it's just all about horses and i, yeah. I, I dig it but yeah it's pretty funny because he walks into the room and he looks at the guy who like nearly poisoned Dan Brady and then takes a torch off a guy and then just throws that torch in the fire Mm. and that's it. I was like, the fire was already lit, dude. I I don't, was this just an acting choice made by Momoa? I'm confused. What was the point? You've just ruined a perfectly good torch. Yeah. And then he, you know, flounces about the room being like, ah, I'm going to ride across the sea on a wooden horse and we're going to conquer them in their iron clothes and their stone houses. Yeah. Stuff. I, I didn't know it, what to... To t- be fair, it was better what I, than what I just made it out to be. <laughs> I know, but it was kind of that sort of ridiculous acting. And yeah. I don't know, true to this character and uh, I guess their civilization who, you know, care more about pillaging and, you know, riding in and in town and taking what's theirs and horseback. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get a good read on what Dan thought of this. Um, I, I'm guessing she's not into the whole raping women and making slaves of their children lines, but... No, well, she won't be soon, but at this point, I th- I feel like I can get a f- solid read, and her read is, God, I'm wet. <laughs> like, she's just looking at the shirtless Momoa flancing about, and the firelight is dancing across his pecs as he's making yeah. all these bold promises to conquer the world and give her the throne, and she's just like, yep. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. From thinking a throne was a ridiculous notion before to this, I will promise my child who will mount the world the stallion that will mount the world yeah so putting a horse on a horse (laughs) well seeing as they also use mount in terms of like you know rape usually so yeah the either the horse who rides the world that is also a horse or the (laughs) horse that fucks the world or both (laughs) yeah (laughs) no definitely like yeah i i guess i mostly thought that dan was into him in this moment but 
I was like, this kind of conflicts with her politics later on, but later, whatever. Again, the, the squandered opportunity of Dan Brady is going to be my biggest touch point on this yeah. entire series. She would be so much more interesting if she wasn't portrayed as a great hero and is just portrayed as a rising power who arguably has some better politics, but maybe just because that suits her ends. Yeah. It would be infinitely more interesting to me, but oh well, this is the show we have. Yeah, and I guess it's kind of the problem of them offing Momoa so quickly and that there could have been more scenes of, like, I don't know, her seeing the the bad side of the the Drogo the yeah. Carls or like, whatever like one thing I was really curious because last episode is the one where the witch get it, gets introduced and we have the pile of heads and stuff mm. so I'm like okay in this episode we're going to see which town they conquered nope it was just oh, a ra- yeah. it was just a town they were just in the area and needed stuff and it's yeah. like there's that savagery that would give Dan Brady's plotline a bit more of that grey that I'm, they just went to just, a market they were just like oh we'll go to a market see what they have see if they have any antiques kill everybody and take their stuff yeah you yeah. know, um, like a little pile of heads. <laughs> you know, what can I say? Kronk is really into his decor. Yeah. Out but, of heads. But no, just this weird performative scene across the fire and yeah. Yeah. Odd choice. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it works. We get the point. He's on board with, uh, you know, invading Westeros. Yep. And uh, getting him this child is thrown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This horse that rides a horse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I wrote down uh, chilled Pino. <laughs> for, for the three people that will get that. Hey, Danny. Um, let's see. Why does Sam's hair always look wet? <laughs> um, he was really from another series in this really one. Was. I always wanted to be a wizard. <laughs> I know because you're not in the right series, Sam. <laughs> I do. I was like, John's like, I just wanted to be a ranger. Like, Sam's like, I wanted to be a wizard. Mm. It's like, okay, yeah, you either should be in Lord of the Rings or D&D. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind which. Um, yeah, yeah. On, the fact they're now casting the new D&D movie, and I'm like... Really? But you don't have Jeremy Irons in it. Mm. How the fuck can you call it a D&D movie without Jeremy Irons? No, nah, you got to keep that one detail. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like when uh, the new the Spider-Man new Marvel movies, and they uh, kept... It was only in a cameo, but they kept um, J.K. Simmons in as J. Jonah Jameson, because mm-hmm. as if you're going to find a better J. Yeah. Jonah Jameson. Everyone is going to be like, you always know no, no Joe, Jam- Jam- Joe Jameson, <laughs> Jimmy Jam- 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 J.K. Simmons playing Jonah, Joe Jam- Jam- Oh, God damn, that is hard. <laughs> I'll write that down later. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, so then I wrote down Roll Initiative. Um, <laughs> I did like the scene as well, the commander of the Night's Watch going, you came to us stinky, you came to us smelly, you came to us just gross just ugly yeah, just ugly ew. people like everyone would look at you and get yeah <laughs> even if you're highborn and he does make the point of you may have been highborn or rich but now you are you know a, a man of the night's watch and it no longer matters but yeah it should have been really funny yeah. if you just laid that on like you know kent brockman at thanksgiving it's like we would have kicked you into the gutter or if you're already in the gutter to some <laughs> other faraway place it kind of felt like he did at moments it's like <laughs> oh you might have been highborn or you might have been an ugly smelly fucking Bastard. You might have been this guy. Look at him. Oh my god. Like <laughs> tomorrow you'll be men's of the White Watch, but you will still be ugly. <laughs> you might have been that guy in East Watch, you know, with the, the nose. nose. <laughs> yep. Uh but then Sam has a good bit of, you know, he's like, ah, oh, who here worships the old gods? And mm. John stands up, he's like, ah, oh, I suppose you want to ride north to one of those trees with faces. And this one has a smiley face. It's kind of fun. Oh <laughs> man, I feel like the tree looks too stupid to be serious. Yeah, because usually those trees do look pretty cool. This one a little too goofy. Yeah. Um, but okay. And then Sam's like, oh, I'd like to ride out there too. And he's like, what? Why? And he's like, oh, you know. I prayed to the old god, the new gods, the seven, and nothing good happened that came of that. Maybe these new ones now that I have a new house. And it's yeah. just like, 
bit of camaraderie, bit of bit of bit of bro. That's nice. Yeah, gives them something to bond over. Yeah, they have a fun friendship. Indeed. Um, yeah, and yes, we find out Sir Alistair is the one who may have screwed him over, but screw that guy, I don't want to talk about him anymore. <laughs> uh, Renly Baratheon shows up, and for a while I thought they'd recast him, but he just seems to have aged five years in the one year between seasons. Mm, really? Like, ah, just, it's weird. Um, similar to stunt butts from last time, we have stunt hands now, because we look at, you know, that they're writing in calligraphy, and unless, you know, it might be possible that Sheen Bean knows calligraphy, but not terribly likely, so yeah. I, I assume they have to zoom in on someone's hands, getting the calligraphy good. <laughs> yeah, just imagine that, Charles Dance. I learned to skin a deer. You couldn't even write fucking words. Want to see my calligraphy? It's <laughs> astonishing. <laughs> I bet he did learn calligraphy. I bet he already knew uh, it. He was born knowing calligraphy. <laughs> like, honestly. Signed it, his own birth certificate. Yeah, he got trouble in school for making one of those, you know, the first letter of the book. The, I think it's called an illumination where mm. the first letter is always super fancy and it's like, I got in trouble, mother, because he spoke like this from the very beginning, of for course. putting illuminations. Now, if it's a touch of class this this school doesn't want, then I don't need that kind of class. <laughs> I'm Charles Dance. No class, no dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, dance class. There's a, there's a show I want and I don't know what it's about. Oh, man. Just uh, lessons from Charles Dance and how to be a good uh, as actor as Charles Dance. Yep. I imagine that man can dance as well. <laughs> Fucking I. Probably. Let's find, let's find a list of things Charles Dance can do. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Littlefinger is, you know, again, he's having his whole scene with Ned and he's got the good bit. bit and Ned's all like, what you're talking about is trees. And he goes, only if we lose. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fair. And um, that way, when I wrote, you know, if we lose, aka die, as is the title of this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you should have brought that. <laughs> Death, lose, treason, all the same thing. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, but then has uh, this line gets pretty, uh, this line gets repeated somewhere else in the series of we only make peace with our enemies. And I come mm. to think of it, I think Tyrion says it to Dan Brady. Ah. So weird that it came from Littlefinger, but um, I guess it's one of those lessons in one of those things in Westeros that just everyone knows. Mm. I suppose and it's one of the things they stick on the back of their horses. <laughs> <laughs> the rumper sticker. Yeah. Oh, Swish. Nice. <laughs> um, John's dog finds a hand. Yep. That's that's about it. That's I, all I have. I oh guess yeah. that's how they, that's how they find the corpses they bring in the next episode. Okay. That makes sense now. Right, right. Good, good, good. Um but again, what were these zombies' plans? Just wait in the snow? Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, I felt like they had a better idea of the zombies after this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that puts me out of notes. How about you? Yeah, I'm done. Alright, well if that puts you out of notes and that puts me out of notes, we must ask our final question. How did we get here? Um, well, without telling anyone else, Baelish uh, got into my quarters and told me that the next episode is going to be called A Golden Crown. Mm. So uh, it's a parody song on the sound, Golden Brown. <laughs> Golden Crown, <laughs> texture like sun. Do, do. Yeah. Good song, look it up. Yeah, and that's about it with a special guest, uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to that. Uh, we- weird of Yankovic. Yeah. <laughs> Al of Weird. Yeah. Okay, I'll look forward to that. Oh, well. Until then, I've been BT Calloway. That's been Elliot Joe O'Neill. Goodbye. And for now, I'll watch as ever. Waveforms, waveforms, waveforms. That's a coincidence. Did you know that was our doorbell chime? Oh, I must. that must have how it got in my head. We haven't figured out how and if we can change it yet. It's, it's charming. <laughs> Chiming. I mean, I know you want YYZ. <laughs> Ding.
We haven't heard that one before, has it? It's it's charming.